Good morning, Winners Church. Welcome to our Winners Worship Express. I'm excited to be here with you again this week. Let's give a round of applause for Pastor Patrick. He did an amazing job for the last two weeks talking about the sovereignty of God and then talking about being above all with Christ Jesus. Man, dynamic messages. I know you are blessed. And he encouraged you to come on September 19th and invite people. And I wanna piggyback on that and I wanna encourage you, come on, get yourself ready, don't be afraid. Let's gather together on September 19th. Like Pastor Patrick said, we are covered. God is with us. We're gonna you know, do the things that we need to do, but I want you to be there. I want you to be praying about it. I want you to be excited about it. Our prayer groups are praying about it. I've been praying about it, and I want you to be praying about it, and I want you to be there and be ready to receive from the Lord, be ready to um, greet one another and gather together with your family. It is time to come back together, and I'm excited about that. So we'll be doing some social media stuff in the weeks coming up leading to September 19th when we shall return and be back together. But until then, enjoy the rest of your summer. Have fun with your family and friends, but make sure that you're spending time with God. Make sure you're praying. That's one of the things I'm doing. I'm spending extended time with the Father, with the Lord Jesus Christ, and I'm excited. The glory of God is all over my life. And I'm not just doing it just um, so I can be ready for September 19th. I love the Lord. I just want to be close to you. I just want to be intimate with you. And believe me, it is paying off. So I'm excited about that. So God bless you. And I want you to receive this word that I'm going to give you today. So um, two weeks ago, I was in Charlotte, uh, North Carolina, visiting my mom and her husband. And um, we had a good time. We were, you know, hanging out and eating and going to restaurants, watching TV, just chilling, okay? Um, her dog has passed away, so I was there to be a comfort. My niece and my great-niece were there the week before, comforting her and all that stuff. And so I was just there, and she was happy that I was there. Matter of fact, she'll be here. Um, by the time you see this, she'll already arrived. But we were down there, and we were visiting one of our family friends who also now lives in Charlotte, North Carolina, and uh, we hadn't, I hadn't seen her in a long time. I call her Aunt Cynthia. So anyway, when I got out the car, I had my phone in my hand and I put my arms around her to grab her and, um, you know, to hug her. And my phone dropped. Now, my phone has dropped before. You know, I have a 11 Pro Max. <laughs> and they say that the glass is harder. I usually put a screen on, but I put a screen on because the glass has been harder and it's broke. Not been scratched. It's not shattered, but this was some hard cement in Charlotte, North Carolina, and that thing shattered. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. And so we just spent time with her, and then um, I asked my mother to take me to the Apple store when we leave. So she did. We went to the Apple store, and um, I'm going to try to get it fixed. So I went there, and um, they said, well, I don't think we have any more appointments for today. And um, finally, a girl, you know, I, I got a, they said, stand in line. So I stood in line, and then I, you know, it was, it was my turn to talk to a young lady with the, um, who made the appointments. And she said the same thing. I don't think we have any appointments for today. You might have to leave your phone overnight for us to fix it. I said, okay, no problem. But the whole time, I'm believing, and I'm making my confession 
that I'm in the right place at the right time experiencing the favor of God. And that's one of my confessions I was saying. Even my mother's husband was like, oh, what's that confession? Because my mother was like, yeah, uh, Tony, you need to be more positive at work. And Maurice, tell him. And I was like, well, Tony, yeah, your words do matter. And he started listening to me. And he wanted that confession. Even one of my aunt, other aunts wanted that confession because I was telling them the testimonies that have been happening since I've been saying that so much. I'm always in the right place at the right time experiencing the favor of God. And I want to encourage you to take that confession. And so um, while I'm standing there, and the girl, the girl just like just changes. You know what that is, the glory of God. And she says, you know what? I'm going to fast track you. Now, mind you, there's a whole bunch of people sitting there. And they were sitting there for a while because I overheard somebody say something. And she said, I'm going to fast track you. And so she said, don't worry about it. Um, just go right ahead here and, um, they'll, and somebody will see you. So before I take some steps, when I walk back to her, I said, well, how long is it going to actually take? Um, she said, I don't know. I said, I need to know because my mom was waiting outside, and I, and I just want to let her know how long it's going to take. So she said, oh, okay. So she looks. She said, oh, probably about 10, 15 minutes. Well, she said, so I said, okay, thank you. So as I'm walking towards where she said to go, before I could get there, I'm talking, I walked like, Three feet. The guy's always screaming my name, Maurice, Maurice, Maurice. And I'm like, oh my goodness, he's here. So that, so there was no 10, there was no 15 minutes. It was one minute, okay? And so I walk over to the guy and I said, told him the story. I dropped my phone, it cracked. Um, I have Apple Care, and I would like to get a new screen. So I knew that it would be less than the full price because I had the Apple Care. Because I learned from before, you have Apple Care, you're going to pay a lot of money. <laughs> okay, so... Um, he says, okay, let me look at it. So he's looking at it, and he says, I'll be right back. So he goes to the back, and then he comes back to me. And he says, okay, I have good news and I have bad news. Because he also said, oh, we, we, we might have to keep it overnight because we might not have any slots for you. So I said, okay, no problem. But the whole time, again, I'm saying I'm always in the right place at the right time, experiencing the favor of God. He comes back and says, I have good news and I have bad news for you. He said, the bad news is that we did, we did a diagnostic check on your phone, and it looks like your Bluetooth is going out. In my mind, I'm thinking, my Bluetooth is not going out. My phone is totally fine. But I'm like, whatever. <laughs> he said to me, it may seem like there's nothing wrong, like it's still working, but in our testing, we can see that it's starting to go out. I'm like, okay. He said, the good news is you're getting a new phone. I was like, what? He says, you're getting a brand new phone. Don't worry about it. Everything's going to be good. I literally, within 10 minutes, got a brand new phone <laughs> for, for, guess how much, the price I was going to pay for the screen to be fixed, $29.99. That's the favor of God. That happened because of God's abundant favor towards me and because I plugged into that favor by saying I'm always in the right place at the right time experiencing the favor of God. And you heard my story about in Trader Joe's recently, and I went again recently, and I did not find that pineapple thing. You, Some of you, if you saw the, the some previous messages, you know what I'm talking about, but the the last jar of pineapple jam 
that I wanted. The girl said, there is none. Uh, I, don't, I, think, I don't think we're selling it anymore. And I'm in line about to leave. And she runs to me, oh my goodness, I found one. <laughs> Come on, somebody. When you are experiencing the favor of God and you're declaring that you're in the right place at the right time, guess what? Even the last thing is going to be there for you. Even one thing will be hidden and you will receive it. And I believe that so strongly, and I've been confessing that, I've been proclaiming that, and I've been experiencing that favor. Matter of fact, another thing that happened when I was in Charlotte, I ministered to a particular relative over the phone. I wasn't thinking anything. They were talking to my mom. I um, ended up talking to this person about some stuff. And the very next day, that person in the morning, I, I was still sleeping, but I could, I was waking up. I could hear the ching ching on my phone. That relative sent me $1,000. Woo! Glory to God. I was like, and the person thanked me for my prayers and my counsel to them over a particular thing that we were talking about. I was like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I'm always in the right place at the right time experiencing the favor of God. Hallelujah. God to God be the glory. And you're going to be experiencing the favor of God also when you plug into the favor that's already flown to you by saying, I'm always in the right place at the right time, experiencing the favor of God. And experiencing the favor of God is monetary, but it's not just monetary. It also represents the supernatural. It also represents the promises of God being spoken to you and coming to pass in your life. It, it um, represents relationship connections, open doors, um, job opportunities, all kinds of things. Your children being healthy, you being healthy. You are going to experience the favor of God because you're always going to be in the right place at the right time. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Now, I'm going to share with you this um, brief story um, from Genesis 28 about another person who was in the right place at the right time. And that person is a name, goes by the name of Jacob. And you know who Jacob is? He's the son of Isaac, one of the sons of Isaac. He had two sons, Esau and um, Jacob. Now, in the previous chapter, those of you who know the story know that uh, <laughs> uh, 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 Jacob stole and tricked his brother out of his birthright and his blessing. I'm trying to go into that right now, but there's two things he stole from him, his birthright and his father's blessing. And he was enraged. He was so enraged that he made plans to kill his brother Jacob once his father Isaac died. He wasn't gonna kill him while his father was alive, but my father's about to die, I'm gonna kill him afterwards. The mom got went to it, and the mom was a part of this whole controversy. Anyway, <laughs> she got went to it, and she told her, her son, you're going to have to leave because your brother is about to kill you, and I'm not trying to see both of y'all dead. Okay. So um, she goes to her husband and plays the, oh, I'm so sad role. <laughs> you know how you wives do sometimes. So she says, listen, I don't want my son marrying the daughters of Heth. Oh, my life will, will be worth nothing if he marries one of them. So I want you to send him to my father's, um, to, my, to, my, to my family, to my brother's family, and let me get a wife from there. So his dad is like, all right, 
You know, let me listen to mom. Let me listen to my wife. And he tells his son, listen, don't marry none of these Canaanite women. I want you to go to your mom's brother's house and marry one of his daughters, one of, one of your mom's people, all right? And so he does that. He goes on this journey. Well, while he's on this journey, but the reason why the mom did it is because she wanted her, her son to be safe from her, from her other son. And she said, when he calms down, then we'll send back for you. So she just used this as an excuse. But anyway, so he goes on this journey. And while his journey, this is where we come up on, okay? Before he even gets to um, Haran. And in verse 10, it says, Now Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran. So he came to a certain place. He came to a what? A certain place. Always in the right place at the right time. And stayed there all night because the sun had set. And he took one of the stones of that place and put it at his head. And he laid down in that place to sleep. Then he dreamed. Now he's experiencing the favor of God. Then he dreamed and behold, a ladder was set up on the earth and its top reached to heaven. And there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord, God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie, I will give to you and your descendants. Wow. Now that's a big promise. But it's a reiteration of what he said to Abraham. Also, your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west and the east, to the north and the south, and in you and in your seed all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go. In other words, I'm going to protect you. I'm going to provide for you. I'll make sure you're good. And will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. My God, what a promise from the Lord. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, surely the Lord is where? In this place. He was in the right place at the right time, experiencing the favor of God by having a supernatural dream with some gigantic promises being passed down to him that were first given to Abraham, then to Isaac, now to him. Generational blessing. Come on, somebody. And I did not know it. Sometimes you're going to be in the right place at the right time, and you don't even know it. But you have to confess that. My steps are order of the Lord. I'm always in the right place at the right time. I'm led by the Spirit of God. I hear the voice of Jesus, and I follow his voice. And you have to believe more in you being led by the Spirit, more in your spirit man obeying the Lord than in your flesh disobeying him and your flesh being in the wrong place or the devil putting in the wrong place. Some people have more confidence in what the devil is doing in their life than what God is doing in their life. But we're changing that. We're switching that up. We are going to be confident in what God is doing and how we're being led by the Spirit and how we're being influenced by angels and not just demons. Demons. Amen. Angels are directing us. Even unconsciously, we're going to be in the right place at the right time, experiencing the favor of God. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I actually had a very similar 
thing happened to me that happened to Jacob a few years ago. Some of you know this story. I decided to go to Chicago just to go to church. Ooh, so your motive matters. Your motive matters. I just wanted to go to church. I heard about this church called Anwa, um, pastored by um, Dr. Matthew Stevenson or Apostle Matthew Stevenson. And I heard it was just this young, hip, Pentecostal, uh, Hillsong flavored kind of church. And I wanted to check it out. And um, so I went and um, I stayed at a hotel in downtown Chicago. I did little excursions, little museum, you know, whatever, you know, um, is down there. The I think they have the with the the Magnificent Mile or whatever I think it's called. So I, you know, hung out. But then the next day I went to the church. But now watch this. Before I got there on Sunday, I had a dream Saturday night, literally Sunday morning, you could say, but Saturday night. And um, it was a dream like I've never dreamed before. And it was an encounter with an angel. I don't, it's hard to explain because it seemed like more than a dream. It seemed like I was almost having a vision, but it wasn't a vision, but it was a very emphatic dream and an angel appeared to me. And the reason why I say it was most like, almost like a vision because my, my spiritual senses were heightened than, than my usual dreams. Even when I have prophetic dreams, this was more heightened because I could hear the angel down the hallway outside of my room and I could hear him walking. Even though it's carpet, I could hear his footsteps and I could feel his presence. He walked into my bedroom, past my bed, my head of my bed and went in front of my bed. And then my soul went crazy. I'm like, ah, ah. I was like, because I feel I'm about to have this experience. And he stands there and he puts up his hand like that. And this particular evil dream that was coming, gone, just like that. And he begins to make announcements over me. And he said three specific things that I was able to write down when I woke up from this powerful dream and encounter with this angel. And it was very powerful. I shared with you some of the things, but I want to go into that right now. But it was an experience with God. Why? Because I was in the right place at the right time, and I experienced the favor of God. I experienced this supernatural thing that set me on a certain course and actually affirmed certain things in my life that I already knew. Glory be to God, things that I were already doing and things that I'm yet to do. And so I want you to begin to declare, I'm always in the right place at the right time, experience the favor of God. And the more you say that, the more you're going to experience the glory of God, amen? And the favor of God being activated in your life. Okay, so he says in verse 17, and he was afraid and said, how awesome in this place. That's how I felt about my dream. It was awesome. He said, how awesome is this what? Place. You got to believe that where you're at in life is awesome. If it doesn't look awesome, you have to believe it's going to be awesome. You have to believe that you're being set up for greater things. Amen. Remember when prophet Nathaniel came and he preached that to us? The, the awesome place. We're in the awesome place. And you have to believe that before you see a full manifestation of the things you want. Isn't that true about Joseph? Wasn't he in an awesome place? It surely didn't look awesome. What are you talking about? You know the son 
the 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 um favorite son of um of um uh, what was it, was it guy's name? Now 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 forgetting the guy's his dad's name. <laughs> was it Jacob? Yeah, the favorite <laughs> Jacob's son. Oh my gosh. I'm just talking about Jacob and I'm forgetting his dad's name. Um Joseph, the favorite son of Jacob. You know, he had the 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 12 sons. And so Joseph had this dream as a young man. And um, he tells his dad and his brothers, oh, I, we was out with the sheaves and um, we were gathering and I saw them bow down to me. And it was like, what? And then they criticized him because they knew it was talking about them. And then um, the Bible says he dreamed yet another dream because when destiny is at work, it don't make a difference what people think, what their opinions are. When God is moving sovereignly, no one can stop it. And so the Bible said he drew another dream and he saw the sun, the moon, and 11 stars bowing down to him. And they were angry and they were mad and they were upset. Even his dad was like, yo, what's that about? Yeah, the Lord is setting me up for greatness. And so it goes on that his you know, 11 brothers, dad said, go, go, go check your brothers, really. Go spy out on them. Go snitch. <laughs> Snitches get stitches. <laughs> but Joseph got a lot more than that. So they were spy he was spying his brothers, and they was like, well, what do you want? What do you want? They were already jealous of him because dad made a special coat for him and treated him in a very special way. Anyway, um, they decided we're gonna kill this guy. You know, I don't, we can't stand him. We're gonna kill him. Man, people were rough back then. And so uh his brother Reuben says, no, let's not kill him. We shouldn't kill him. And so they decide to sell him into slavery, okay? And they put him in his hole and all this other stuff happens. At the end of the day, he gets sold into slavery and he um, ends up in a guy's named Potiphar's house. And he becomes his like house manager. And the house is blessed because of Joseph. Everything in the house, everything in the field is growing, multiplying, succeeding because of the anointing and the blessing on Joseph. But then guess what? His wife tries to seduce Joseph to have sex with him. And he's like, yo, I'm not doing that. I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to uh, sin against God like that. Are you crazy, lady? And so she um, you know, lies on him. And well, she, well, she goes after him again. And she lies on him and says, oh, um, when he runs away from her, she grabs his coat. And then she says, yo, this guy, this Hebrew who brought it to the house, tried to rape me. She tells her husband that. And her husband goes nuts, not realizing his wife is the, no, I never mind. You know what I'm going to say. <laughs> Woo, remember that line? These hoes ain't loyal. <laughs> I didn't say nothing. <laughs> I just give you a line. But anyway, so um, he has Joseph thrown into prison. Joseph goes into prison. Now, it doesn't look good. I got my brothers who sold me to slavery. They wanted to actually kill me. Now, I'm actually a house manager, a slave in a foreign land. I'm not with my dad. I'm not with my family. Now, this lady lies on me. And now, my master is throwing me into prison the royal dungeon. He's done. But the Lord, the Bible says the Lord was with him. 
and it doesn't make a difference what the devil tries to throw at you, how people lie on you. The Lord is with you, and you're going to experience in the favor of God, the blessing of God, no matter what. If you're in a situation where somebody's lied on you or somebody's mistreated you, let me let you know the Lord is going to exalt you. The Lord is going to lift you up and bring you into that awesome place. Come on, somebody. So while he's there in prison, though, the Bible says the favor of God is on his life is so strong that the prison guard puts him in charge of all the prisoners and the operations. No matter where he went, he could not be kept down. You're not saying you can't keep a good man down. I'll say it this way. You can't keep a favorite man down. You can't keep a favorite man in a place of defeat. He's always going to rise to the top. And I want to let you know when it's church and those of you watching, you are favored by Almighty God. You are favored by the Lord Jesus Christ and you cannot be kept down. Amen. And so the Bible says that he's there. And while he's there, um, the, the Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, he sends his, his butler and his, um, his cook uh, to the prison. He wasn't happy with them for whatever reason, all right? And so he's like, y'all, y'all going to the dungeon. <laughs> you know how those guys were back then. And so um, Joseph, you know, has this encounter with them. He's like, yo, he has a dream about them, actually. He says, one of them, you're going to die. The other, he's going to really kill you. Other one, he's going to restore you back to your place. So the one who's going to be restored, he said, yo, put in a word for me and let him know that, you know, I'm here. That guy got restored. The Bible says he forgot all about Joseph. Two years. Now you would think Joseph would be like, yo, this is messed up. I'm not blessed. I'm not part of no covenant of God. No, but he was. He was in an awesome place. He was actually in the right place at the right time. And he was experiencing the favor of God. But there was a process he was in. And so what happens, the king of Egypt has this crazy dream. And he doesn't understand it. And so um, his, his guy who was in prison here, that was in prison that he restored, said, yo, I forgot to tell you two years later that there's a kid who's in prison who, yo, he interprets dreams. He interprets a dream about me being restored to you and the other guy getting killed. The king's like, yo, bring him here. The Bible says Joseph changes his clothes, you know, gets himself ready, got to present himself a certain way to the king, to the Pharaoh, you know what I'm saying? And so he's looking all good. And the Pharaoh tells him a dream. And he says, this is what your dream means. You had it twice, so it's surely going to happen. And he tells him the whole dream about what the seven years meant, seven years of famine, the seven years of prosperity. And then not only did he have that word of knowledge through these dreams, he, he, he gives him a word of wisdom. And he says, this is what you need to do. During the years of famine, you just save 20% of the stuff and store it away. So that when, it, I mean, during the years of prosperity, so when the years of famine come, all that you store during those seven years of prosperity, the country is going to be all right. The king was so impressed with the interpretation of the dream and with the wisdom he gave, he says, nah, we, we, ain't nobody around here got this kind of wisdom. I got all these soothsayers, magicians, all these crazy um, spiritual, spiritual people and or people into the the, the next realm, and they even have this. Because <laughs> the God's wisdom and knowledge is greater than the knowledge of the realm of darkness. Come on, somebody. And so he says, uh, 
I'm giving you a promotion. And you heard all the sermons, how Joseph went from the pit to the palace. Now, let me tell you something. He did. He went from the pit. He went from prison to the palace. And he became the second man in charge in one moment of favor. In one moment of blessing from God. He was in the right place at the right time and he experienced the favor of God. But this favor was so incredible that it literally put him into a place of power and privilege. The Bible says he had so much power instantly that there was going to be a chariot before him saying, bow the knee. The king of Egypt said, no one will lift their foot or do anything in this country without your permission. He said, only in the throne will I be greater. You running this whole thing. You running this whole operation. Isn't that incredible? He gave him the daughter of one of the top politicians, you know, got to make those connections, come on. He gave him a name that is incredible. Let me tell you something. He became super wealthy in one moment of favor, super powerful in one moment of favor because he was in the right place at the right time. It didn't look like he was in an awesome place. It didn't look like he was in the right place, but he was. And you have to believe that no matter what you're experiencing, what you're going through, that, not be, that, that may not be so positive, that I'm in the right place at the right time, my father sees me, my Lord sees me, and he's going to make this thing turn out for my good in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The only thing I'm going to warn you, don't rebel against the Lord. Don't resist the Lord. If he's leading you somewhere, you go there. If he's telling you don't do something, don't do it. But you have to believe that you're in the right place at the right time, and you will experience the favor of God just like Jacob did, just like Joseph did, just like I have been doing. Hallelujah. And I'm so excited about it that I'm always saying this. And I want to encourage you to say it no matter what happens, even when something seems annoying, when it seems like, oh, my God, I don't want to deal with this. Say, no, I'm in the right place at the right time, experience the favor of God. And I actually say I'm always in the right place at the right time, experience God's favor. Because I believe that my steps are ordered of the Lord. I believe that God is directing me. I'm acknowledging him and he's directing my paths. Amen. That's what the Bible says in Proverbs 3. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. You need to ask the Lord, what do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? How do you want me to be? And the Lord will direct you. He'll, he'll direct you in your investments. I just started jumping into investments. I used to do it in my 20s. I don't know why I stopped. Super dumb. But anyway, <laughs> my environment, people are into the whole cryptocurrency. I started jumping into that a little bit. Let me tell you something. I'm seeking God because I want to make some money, honey. <laughs> now, I'm not looking to the cryptocurrency and stock market as my provider. No, God is my provider. And he is. Look, I got $1,000 in Charlotte. Come on, somebody. Thank you, Jesus. God is my provider. However, 
I also know that there's some wisdom I could use in investing. And so, but I'm seeking God and I'm declaring that I'm in the right place at the right time, experiencing the right investments. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm, I'm using that confession. Come on. I have a other confession I make that only good lies before me, that I'm always experiencing um, abundance. There's a whole bunch of other affirmations that I make that you should make, but this one recently has really been making an impact in my life. I'm always in the right place at the right time, experiencing the favor of God. And I want you to experience that same favor also. And I believe over the next few weeks and the next few months, you're going to experiencing, you're going to experience the favor of God like never before. And when you do, I want you to do what Jerry Savelle says you should do. Every time you have an experience with God's favor, say, that's the favor of God. Acknowledge it. Give God praise for it. Let people know that you experienced it. Soon as I got that thousand dollars, I told my mother, "Oh, someone so sent me a thousand dollars." She said, "Whoa, yes, glory be to God, glory be to God," and I'm gonna keep doing it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Hallelujah! That's the favor of God. And let me tell you something. Also, when you're experiencing the favor of God, there's also a giving you must do. It's not just about taking; it's also about giving. Let's read the rest of the story. Of Jacob. So it says this. He said, This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. Then Jacob rose early in the morning and took the stone that he had put at his head and set it up as a pillar and poured oil on top of it. So now God poured out his favor, gave him these promises, gave him a supernatural dream. Now he's pouring something back. He's pouring oil on it. Come on. <laughs> Hallelujah. And he called the name of that place Bethel, which means house of God. But the name of the city had been loosed previously. Then Jacob made a vow. So he poured oil. He, ex he expressed some type of worship. And now he's making a vow. And it says, saying, if God will be with me, and keep me in this way that I'm going and give me bread to eat and clothing to put on so that I come back to my father's house in peace. Then the Lord shall be my God. So now he's into his own personal relationship with the true and the living God. And this stone, which I have set as a pillar, shall be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will surely give a tenth to you. Here we go with the tithe. Come on. He gave a proper response to God's favor. And let me tell you something. If you want to live in perpetual favor, you have to give a proper response to the favor that God gives you. So God bless you with money. You don't just spend it all on yourself. You give that tithe. You give that offering. You bless others so God can bless you again. That's why Jesus said it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. Why? Because in giving, you stay in a flow of receiving. Hallelujah. Some say, oh, no, it's better to receive. No, no, no. Jesus ain't a lie. He's the amen and the truth. If Jesus says something, you better pay attention. He said it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. Hallelujah. 
He wants you to stay in a continual flow. So as you are confessing, I'm always in the right place at the right time, experiencing the favor of God, I want you to be a giver. I want you to be a sower. There's no one in the scriptures who is experiencing the favor of God in great form and fashion who is not generous to God's work of the earth, to God's kingdom. Look at David, generous. Look at Solomon, generous. Look at Abraham, generous. Look at Jacob, generous. Come on, somebody. You have to be generous. If you want to say continual flow of favor. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So my experience of favor of God is not just because of my confession. It's also because I'm a sower. I'm a giver. Matter of fact, now like I told you, I've been spending extended time in the presence of God. So not only am I sowing my money, I'm sowing my time in God's presence. And um, Pastor Ernst had a service last week. Um, it was, was celebrating his birthday, but he had a guest speaker, a uh, man of God, Spanish man of God, uh, Honduran man of God by the name of Pastor Arturo. And I began to pray for the service. It ain't my church, but this is my spiritual son's church. I'm going to pray for the service. I'm believing God for great things to happen. I, I, I do that many times with him. I pray for him even over the phone or I'll just pray about the church service. But I was going to be there. And I just began to pray for the service, pray for the glory of God that would sweep the, the, the um, whole atmosphere. I even asked Pastor Ernst, how does this God flow? Because however he flows normally, I want to pray into that. And so he told me that usually his, he has an atmospheric um, anointing where things happen in the atmosphere. And... You know, how, you know, prophetically, the Lord will use him. So anyway, so I've been going to pray for that. And I pray for the people first. Like, Lord, bless them. Do whatever you got to do for them. And, you know, all the stuff I was praying, the anointing, the glory of God, all that stuff. I prayed more than one time about it. And I pray, Lord, if you have something for me, let me know. I receive it in Jesus' name. So I went to the service. And let me tell you something. For the time the man started speaking, I was just crying, weeping. Not because of anything. The story, he only gave two stories. The one from Lazarus and a personal story about his son receiving a miracle. It's amazing. You guys go watch that service with Pastor Arturo. It's on August 15th. Amazing. I won't even tell you what it's about, but it's about his son being delivered from Down syndrome. But you got to hear the story. So anyway, so um, he, you know, they asked people to come up for prayer and him and one of his assistants is, prophesying to people, ministering to people. And then he comes to me. He walks right over to me. He didn't know that I was Pastor Ernst's um, pastor. He didn't know um, who I was because I didn't meet him before the service. And so he's prophesying to me and ministering things over my life and begins to pinpoint something very specific that really had me breaking down crying. I was crying really the whole service. I saw him minister to Pastor, Pastor Lashan and other people in the congregation. It was amazing. Why did that happen? Why do we experience the glorious time last week? Because we sowed, we poured our prayers and expectation into that service. Like I want you to do for September 19th. Pour your prayers, pour your expectation into that encounter and into the next four months as we get back together. Your prayers do matter, but so does your money. <laughs> You know where I was going. Come on. It's time to give, y'all. On the screen right now is a place where you can give, and I want you to sow. God 
says that you're in an awesome place. The father says that you're going to experience his favor. Um, not many days from now, the glory of God is all over your home. Good things are happening in your house. Declare, declare, declare. And I want you to sow, sow, sow. Give God that tithe. What is a tithe, Pastor Maurice? For those of you, for those of you who don't know, it's 10% of your income. Yes, your gross income. Give that tithe. Give God that 10% and then give him an offering, something from your free will that you sow. We have... You can give by Cash App, you can give online, and you can give by text. And those of you who are going to go old school, you can send the money in by mail, <laughs> okay? But listen, I want you to give. Give right now. Don't wait. Don't delay. Don't think about it so big. And the Lord is going to bless you big in Jesus' name. I'm a living testimony. I'm a living testimony. Let me tell you something. God is blessing me. God is doing great things in my life, and there's more to come. Let God blow your mind by sowing today. Jesus said something very powerful. He said, give and it, whatever you give, love, kindness, money, it will be given back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will men give into your bosom. And then he continued, for what measure you give, it shall be measured back to you. So you give a little bit of love, a little bit of love is coming back to you. A little bit of kindness, a little bit of kindness come back to you. A little bit of money, a little bit of money come back to you. But if you give a lot of love, a lot of kindness, a lot of money, or whatever it is you give, a lot of it is coming back to you. So what measure do you want? A little or a lot? And Paul confirmed it. He said, if you sow a little, you will reap a little. If you sow a lot, you will reap a lot. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. God is ready to bless you big time. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for sowing. Thank you for giving. I appreciate you and I bless you in the name of Jesus. Now, if you're watching and you're saying, Pastor Maurice, oh, I would love to experience the favor of God like that, but I'm not saved. I don't know Jesus like that. I'm going to let you know that you're perfect because the Bible says that God has showed favor to the whole world. He showed so much favor to you that in the death of Jesus, the Bible says he was restoring the world back to himself. The word we use in the New King James is reconciling. That means to be restored back to favor, restored back to friendship. So God has already set it up for you and him to be good. All you have to do is receive Jesus as your savior. Receive the heavenly gift and be born again. Hallelujah. So if that's you, say this prayer with me. Jesus, you are the heavenly gift. You are God's favor to me. I receive you now as my personal Lord and Savior. I receive your favor. I receive your salvation. I receive your forgiveness for my sins. Thank you, Jesus, for loving me and saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Woo, hallelujah. You've just been born again. I know you felt that. Your sins have been washed away. You are on your way to heaven. Your name is written in the book of life, and you're going to see God the Father. You're going to see the Lord Jesus Christ. You're going to see all the holy angels and all your family members who've gone before you, who've made it into heaven. You're on your way. Hallelujah. Aren't you excited about that? And now you can start confessing. I'm always in the right place at the right time experiencing the favor of God, and you're going to see some great things happen in your life. Welcome to the family of God. 
And for those of you who are already saved, those of you who are watching, I just want to let you know I love you. God loves you. Great things are going to be happening for you. And the best is yet to come. Hallelujah. I really believe that. Well, time for me to get out of here. Have a great Sunday, y'all. Eat some good food. Watch a good movie. <laughs> Do something fun. And I will see you. Well, I won't see you next week. Pastor Batch is going to be back next week. I'm going to see you again soon. All right? God bless you. Talk to you. Bye-bye.